Good morning. It is Monday, July the 31st, in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's the last day of July. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Beginning on this day, this first day of the week, this last day of July, with our prayer of consecration. Just posture your heart right now. Find yourself before the risen Lord, who is ascended at the right hand of God. And there we say, wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. We're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is called, Phoebe was a rock star. Our text is Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. Hear now the word of the Lord. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sincrea, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. Phoebe was a rock star. She was a deacon, which in New Testament terms means she was set apart by Jesus and marked, anointed by the Holy Spirit in an extraordinary way to do the ordinary work of servant leadership in the kingdom of Jesus. She was a recognized leader in the church in Sincrea which in biblical times was the eastern port of the ancient city-state of Corinth. I have never explicitly noted it, but Paul wrote the letter to the Roman church while he was in Corinth. From all we can tell, Phoebe was a linchpin kind of leader in the early church. You know the type. On the seedbed farm team, her name would be Micah, or Holly, or Jenna, or I could go on. Paul identifies Phoebe as dedicated, hardworking, wealthy, and generous. And he called on her, and I'm not sure, hang on, he called on Phoebe to deliver this letter to Rome, and most likely to read it for the church with the same kind of passion, emphasis, and nuance with which Paul would have done it himself had he been there. 
I love how he referred to Phoebe as, quote, our sister, rather than just my sister. Now, here's my question. Why did, Paul, why did Paul feel the need to write this? I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. Could it be because Phoebe was a woman? I'd say probably so. Throughout human history, as a rule, women have been treated as lesser than men, inferior to them, and thereby restricted from full participation in society. Sadly, the church has not only followed suit, but often led the way in such treatment. This is not how it was or should be in the New Testament church. Of the 26 people named in chapter 16, nine of them are women. We should remember Jesus' inclusion of women among his disciples was rabbinically revolutionary. Is it any wonder it was the women who were the last to remain at the cross and the first to arrive at the empty tomb? It was a woman who first proclaimed the resurrection. It turns out Mary Magdalene was the apostle to the apostles. And let's not forget our dear sister, known to history as the woman at the well, a.k.a. Fotine, whose witness was so great in the early years of the church, she, along with Mary Magdalene, was given the title Equal to the Apostles. It turns out there were at least seven women among the 28 witnesses given this designation to date in church history. Among the nine women named in this chapter, he also names Junia, a woman who was regarded as an apostle in the New Testament church. So, what about the seeming contradictory texts from Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 and 1 Timothy 2, where he seems to limit women and forbid them from speaking in churches? Christians have generally taken three approaches to these and other difficult texts. Number one, dismiss the text or the author as misogynistic or homophobic or an otherwise inferior product of their times and culture. Number two, follow the surface or plain reading of the text and often with fundamentalist zeal. Or three, follow the deeper interpretive and contextual reading of the text. Now, you've heard me say, follow the plain reading where the plain reading seems appropriate. And I stand by that. But I always commend and try to choose option three. Context is everything. And the context will tell us whether the plain reading is the intended reading or if there is something else going on underneath. As we have witnessed in Romans, Paul was writing his letters with particular purposes to solve specific problems in the little churches. 
Of course, I can't go into the particulars here, but I will point you to some resources from Seedbed representing some of the best Bible scholars in the history of the church for a deeper treatment. Suffice it to say, when these texts are read in their biblical and first century context, not to mention the larger biblical narrative, a clear picture emerges which not only supports women in the fulfillment of their various callings to servant leadership across the church, but emboldens them. Phoebe was a rock star. May her tribe increase. The Prayer Abba Father, thank you for the way your son Jesus called women into the ranks of his disciples, just as he called men. We confess our own personal history formed by cultural stereotypes and plain bad teaching have led us to come to the table with jaded vision. Cleanse us of such prejudices that our vision might be purified to receive and behold revelation in its nuanced depth. You formed us in your image, male and female. Forgive us for all the gendered chaos we continue to foment from such simple and divine origins. Awaken us to your creational intentions that we might be fully aligned in your kingdom will for the whole world. We pray especially for our daughters today, from infants in our arms, through their girlhood, and into womanhood. We want them fully invited and invested into your kingdom, claim their callings and vocations to serve and lead at every level, in every sphere, and in full scope, in the church, and as the church, in every sector of society. And yes, we pray for our sons to grow up in a divine understanding of manhood as well as womanhood. All of this for the glory of God in all the world. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, how does this teaching today resonate with your understanding? Does it challenge you to go deeper and perhaps a better reading of Scripture? Does it open your eyes to the possibilities we might be missing out on? In the hymn, today we will sing In the Garden, one of the favorites from the early 20th century. It's hymn number 342 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. We're going to sing all three verses. That's In the Garden. Hymn number 342. And let's sing it with the scene of Mary coming to the garden on that first Easter morning. I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses And the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God discloses. 
And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. He speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing, and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I'd stay in the garden with him, through though the night around me is falling, but he bids me go. Through the voice of woe, his voice to me is calling. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. And the voice we share as we tarry there. None other has ever known. Amen. Not the voice we share, but the joy we share as we tarry there. Well, it's Monday, and today, I mentioned Saturday, I was able to, I'm out in Charleston, South Carolina. I have two daughters. Mary Catherine and Lily, they're in the middle of my two sons, the older David and the youngest Sam. Now, they're all four going to be in college for the first time at the same time this year. So, there's some prayer concern <laughs> for them and for Dad, who's trying to finance this project. Um. So this week, my sons, David and Sam, and I decided to come out to Charleston. Now, my two sons are going to be in school together at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky this fall. My two girls, Lily, will be starting. Mary Catherine's been there at the College of Charleston. And... um I'm just so thrilled. These kids, they love each other so much. And it's going to be my ministry in these coming years and season to, to find as many ways as possible to get them together to, uh, and hopefully for me to get to be with them and also hopefully to be able to find ways that they can be together with their mother, Tiffany. Um, so pray for us this week. We had, you prayed for us back earlier in the summer when we were able to, to make a, a visit, go out to Colorado 
And this year we'll get to kind of be with the girls in their native habitat now in Charleston. And thankfully, I've got a cousin there, Annalisa, who has a home in Charleston. So it'll help help the boys to be able to stay there. Then there's a there's a third son. Uh, I've never told you about, I don't think. This is a young man that practically grew up in our home in Kentucky. He lived down the street. His name is Douglas, Douglas Hanson. And Douglas is going to be meeting us. He lives in South Carolina now, so he's going to meet us. So we're so excited just to get to be together and maybe get out on the beach a little bit and and see that old historic city. But uh, we appreciate your prayers this week for just abiding fellowship. The joy we share as we tarry there and that Jesus would be right in our midst. Well, that's a good place to to put a, a pause today. Get your seeds together. Get ready to head out on the field. We'll be sowing in Charleston. I know you'll be sowing where you are. We'll be looking for you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Wall. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 